Welcome to the Think Better with MS podcast. I'm your host, Tom Latona. I'm an artist, a writer, and a storyteller, and someone who also has multiple sclerosis. Living with a chronic illness has its challenges for sure, but I've made it my mission to create a life that's worth living, and I hope to help others like me do the same by sharing my story. The Think Better with MS podcast covers a wide range of topics aimed at improving mindsets from illness to wellness, and by offering new perspectives from old wisdom, all through the lens of my strange and wonderful life. So join me along this MS journey as I share my experiences, the good, the not so good, all of them tremendously absurd, in the only way I know how with humor and grace. Real change starts in the mind, so let's start thinking better with MS. Today was an absolutely beautiful day. Oh, the sun was out, close to 80 degrees, early October. What a day. What an absolute gem of a day. So naturally, given those conditions, you know me. I was outside. I was in nature, running around, hugging trees, laying in the grass, rolling around, playing with squirrels. (sighs) Unfortunately, no, I wasn't. (laughs) I spent most of the afternoon inside watching TV. Um, I was watching football, (laughs) which is something I love to do. It's a guilty guilty habit of mine. But it got me thinking, anyways, about life, as I'm, you know, often want to do, and just how much football mirrors life at times. You know, if you could look at it in a certain frame of reference, it certainly does. So I thought today maybe we could sit down, spend a little time together, and talk about the different ways that we can use something as fun and benign and recreational as fan dumb of football or any sport really um, and fold that into how we can help ourselves develop better habits of living mindfully and living in the present. I think I could pull this off. I might call an audible, you know, but I'll, I'm going to take the, the deep shot, a total Hail Mary and see if I can't just run this up the gut. All right, well, stay tuned. Let's see if I can get this done. talk about past, present, and pigskin. That's what I'm calling this episode. Uh, But the crux of it is, and the main point I hope to get to at the end of this, is uh, figuring out what watching football can actually teach us about living in the present moment. And this is something that's huge for me, right? I I do enjoy football, uh, but more importantly, I enjoy the idea of really embracing life and living each moment with as much gusto as I can. Uh, And if you've been listening to this 
podcast for some time, you'll understand. I, I went through some stuff, am going through some stuff, and getting that mindset of, okay, what's happening right now has been so helpful to me as opposed to living in a state of anxiety about what might happen or living in a state of depression about what did happen. I'm going to touch back on that point in a couple minutes, so I want you to keep that in the back of your brain. Um, but before we get any further, there's just a couple things I want to set the table with so that you, the listener, knows kind of a little bit more about where I'm coming from with this, and so hopefully that'll help guide us through this conversation that we're having. Uh, first things first, I am talking about football. Um, most people understand exactly what I'm talking about, but I, I say that only because I have some listeners of this podcast who, by the way, thank you for listening and for your support, um, but they live on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean from me, and their idea of football is what I would refer to as soccer. Um, so that's just one of those cultural things that the sooner we could just get past it, the better off we'll all be, right? Um, so I am talking about, you know, gridiron football. However, I don't want to leave anyone out. Um, I would like to mention that my squad, the team I root for, is playing in London next week. So if you're in or around old London town, crikey, uh, why don't you pop over there and check them out and let me know. Let me know what you thought about the experience if you do that. That'd be fun to talk about. Um, the other thing in spirit of full disclosure is that I used to be way more invested in football than I am now. I mean, I used to watch the games on Sunday, all the games on Sunday, Monday, the two, the Thursday night game, rather. Uh, and then I would fill the in-between times with whenever I was able to do so by listening to sports talk radio and a bunch of morons just going on and on about whatever they're going on and on about. This proved to be a colossal waste of time. <laughs> I see that now. I didn't see it in the moment. But at one point, I s stopped having the energy to put into things that just were clouding my brain with nonsense, really. Um, and of course, the crux of all of this was back in 2020 when I had a lot of stuff going on. Um, I started making conscious decisions about what I was going to keep in my orbit and things I was just going to simply let go of. Whether or not I was ready to let go of them or not, I did. Um, I had to build that discipline into it because there's X amount of energy that I have and X amount of attention I could put on things. And sometimes it's pure survival mode. Um, I'm happy to report that those days are few and fewer and far between her. Um, but they, they still are. And it's just part of my reality is that there's some days I just don't have all the energy to do X, Y, Z and listen to some moron talk for three hours on the radio about a sports team that you know, he's not a part of either. He's just a guy who gets paid to talk about sports. How depressing, right? Um, but I just wanted to make that clear. So I'm not coming at it from a guy who's like uber into sports. Um, but I'm also not a casual fan. I'm not, you know, somewhere in the middle is where I live. Essentially, and probably an easier way to say this, is I block out the three-hour time slot when my team's going to be playing every week. And I sit down, and with intention, I watch that game. I just did it today. And 
that's what kind of got me thinking about maybe I want to talk about this because I, I don't want to talk about football, obviously. Um, that's not the point of this. But I want to see if I can't use it as a metaphor for life. And in doing so, I, I found myself with two different approaches to it, um, which I'm going to go over in just a few minutes. Um, but it's sort of on a micro level and a macro level of life. How can we make this a parable? How can we draw some conclusions from each of these and implement what we've learned into our own lives to improve those areas of our lives where we can. And who can't benefit from a little extra self-awareness and living in the now-ness, right? Uh, I think we could all benefit from that. The other thing I want to talk about is I'm not numb to the idea that this is a competition-based thing. And it goes well past football. It's in every kind of sport or competitive event, right? You have one person facing off against another person. Think about boxing. Um, or you have teams facing off against each other. I mean, hell, even in war, you have armies facing off against each other. It's, again, it's, it's us versus them, and you connect with the team or the side you like pretty heavily and emotionally invested into it, right? So if they win, you kind of feel like you won, right? And if they lose, maybe that's a dip to your ego because now you feel like you backed the loser, losing team and therefore somehow you're the loser. Now that's not true, but I challenge anyone who's ever had their team lose not at least have that thought past their brain, right? And it's so easy to fall into that if you're not being mindful of your mental state at that time and your emotional state at that time. So again, every week <laughs> there's games, half of the fan base of, of those, of that league are going to be happy with the results. And the other half are going to be kind of grumpy for a week. And then they reboot that whole thing again and again and again and again. So I'm not dumb to that. Um, you know, ideally, with a 32-team league, at the end of it, there's one team that gets to hold up the trophy and sing We Are the Champions. And then there's 31 other fan bases who are just in a really bad mood. Um, but at least you could always use the cliche, there's always next year, right? So think. let's think about that for just a minute. Because if football was a metaphor for life, you have your opening kickoff, of course. That's your birth. You're here. Okay, game on. It's broken up into four quarters. Each quarter is 15 minutes. And I don't want to get into the X's and O's of this, but you know, if you score more points than the other team, at the end, you're deemed the winner. And that's great, right? Um, the clock hits triple zeros. Game's over, and you tally up the scores, and the winner has the most points. Great. But that's not at all what, what life is like. Not at all. First of all, okay, we have the kickoff, we're born, and we have our triple zeros, which is death. But we don't know when that's coming. There's no clock that counts us down to the day we're going to die. Trust me, if you knew, you'd act a lot different, right? If you knew you were going to be dead in three weeks, you would act differently, wouldn't you? I, I know I would, right? And the fact that we don't know when we're going to go, but we do know that that we're going to go, 
That's one of those magical things about the human condition. Well, what am I doing with the time that I have? Am I in the first quarter, the second quarter? Is this halftime? Am I halfway through this thing? I don't know. At least in football, they give you the courtesy of a two-minute warning, saying, hey, you know, we're getting close to the end, so whatever you got to do, do it. But what gets lost sometimes is that we don't have a two-minute warning of our lives. So we just kind of always assume that there's another quarter to play or another set of downs we can try to make something happen. And that's not really the case, is it? I don't mean to bum anyone out talking about this. And I know sometimes speaking about death makes people uncomfortable. So I'm not doing this on purpose. Um, but it's something that I don't feel uncomfortable speaking about because I'm going to die one day. So will you. So will everyone who's alive right now will one day not be. That's a fact. That's, you know, literally you could go to the grave with that fact. It's going to happen, right? So how do you live your life, play the game, without any two-minute warning, without, hey, your time's almost up? Well, I would argue that you just play every down like it's your last down. You take every snap as if it's your last snap. Now, this metaphor falls apart because I'm not talking about snaps in life, but let's look at it this way. Today, this day that you have right now. This might be the last day that you have. So how are you going to spend it? Over by the water cooler, or yelling at some fans in the crowd, or are you going to be on the field playing? To me, I'm acutely aware that my clock is running out, but I will not get that two-minute warning. So I wake up every day with the intention of saying I'm going to stay as focused on the present moment as possible because that's really all I have. I don't have tomorrow, necessarily, and whatever I had yesterday is gone. It's, it's, that's last week's game. I don't want to look too far ahead into the next opponent. I don't want to look at what I did last week. I want to focus on this snap, this down, right now, this play. So to me, it, it makes sense in my brain that that's sort of the like, oh, yeah, you're living presently. But what if your team is stinking it up? doesn't matter doesn't matter. Don't go back into the past or don't look into the future. It's not about the result of it. I know in football it is. We're, they're judged on wins and losses. But life isn't about wins and losses. We don't get our two-minute warning and then someone comes in and tallies up all the good things we did versus all the bad things we did and then tell you, okay, you're going to heaven and hell. There is a concept out there that's like that. But for me, I don't know. I just see it a little differently. I just see it as, can I maximize the time that I have right now that I can play before something like, in the football metaphor, an injury ends my career early? Or in my case, you know, a debilitating disease takes over my body and <laughs> kind of messes around with everything, right? Um, to me, they're the same thing. You never know when that's going to strike. So why wouldn't you? make the most of your time? Why would you allow things to distract you and take you off your game plan when you know that eventually it's going to end? So that's what I initially I started thinking about. And I thought, boy, that's that's heavy. You know, that's heavy stuff. And I, I'm in a good mood. Like my team won. They actually blew out, 
you know, the opponent who happens to be a division rival who had a really good game last week and won by 50 points and now they got their tails between their legs. So like, yeah, I should be like beaming, right? But the fact that it happened, I enjoyed the moment and, and now it's gone. Like, that's fine. That's fine. I'll just chalk it up as a good day of watching football and move on with my life and start talking about this podcast. But I thought, well, I don't know. Do I really want to do a show that's just like heavy on death? Because again, not everyone's interested in this. You know, this is something that is deeply personal to each person. And I'm not trying to impose my will on anyone. But I think it's worthy of reflecting on your own mortality because it helps you actually feel more alive. When you're unaware of when the next moment will be, you tend to kind of focus on the moment that you have. Um, for me, it makes sense. I don't know if I could articulate it the best way, but that's kind of where I started with this whole podcast. So I thought, okay, well, do I want to talk about football? I do, but I don't really want to talk about football, although I do like talking about football. Do I want to talk about death? Well, it's something I like to do, but do I want to do it on the podcast? I'm not sure. So I was going, <laughs> I was going back and forth, as you can see. Um, and then I realized that football is actually... Uh, much bigger than I really ever thought it was um, because, and this is, I probably should have led with this. This is probably the first thing I should have talked about because apparently this is a big deal. Um, you probably heard about this. I just heard about it. I'm a little behind the eight ball sometimes. But did you know that Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs? I This is big news, people. I don't know why it's big news, but apparently it's big news. Like his jersey sales went up. People are buying tickets to go see them play because Taylor Swift might be in attendance. I mean, this, I'm told, is big news. I don't see it, but that's fine. Um, but it kind of makes you think. Like, here you got Travis Kelsey. This guy's just coming off a Super Bowl win. He's won like two of them. He's probably the best player in that position in the league. He's dating a pop star, and he's doing it all with arguably the most punchable face in professional sports, if not the world, but just up there in the sheer ability and wantingness to be punched for simply existing. That's something. And he's doing it all with like a $12 haircut. So <laughs> I guess what I'm saying Fellas, like, don't lose hope, right? Looks aren't everything. Especially if you have a $12 haircut. Come on, man, you make Super Bowl money. Like, go get a real cut, you know? Come on, get it together. Um, <laughs> but the, the other thing I wanted to talk about, which I think makes more sense, is I want to kind of dive into the, uh, the macro of this, if I can, is I was watching the game today, as I mentioned, and I had the TV on a little bit before the game started, a little bit before one o'clock. And this is not, un, you know, like a new thing to me, but it, it dawned on me that there's three main stages of watching a live football game. There's the pregame, which is exactly what that sounds like. Obviously, it's before the game happens. This is where they go into the studio and there's a whole panel of people. And they just talk over each other. And it's mostly just 
hey, here's here's what I think is going to happen in this game. Here's my picks and predictions. This is what I think the score will be. Sometimes I get in there and tell you some storylines. That's how I found out about Taylor Swift. Um, you know, just they they just talk. They're just talky people. And hang on to that for a minute because the other part that this is probably the most crucial thing you'll have to understand about all of football is if you actually watch it on Fox Sports, they have this animated robot that jumps around the screen and distracts you. Um, so here's your dumb fact of the day. That robot is named Cletus. <laughs> Cletus, the football robot. Like cleats, like football cleats, Cletus. See, you know that now. You didn't know that before, maybe, but now you definitely know that, and it's true, and you're welcome. See what I did? I just filled your brain with the most useless knowledge ever. You're welcome. Um, so anyways, pregame is just that, right? It's just pose your picks and predictions and, you know, prognosticating about what'll happen. And people talk freely about it. And they even put up little uh, records that they have, like, hey, Joe Schmo and Schmo is 0-3 in picking the game. Okay, well, who cares, right? At the end of the day, there's no audit. Like, you don't get thrown off the side of a cliff if you're wrong, right? They just say whatever they want. It's Even in the offseason, they have drafts, and then everyone's in a mad hurry to bring out their mock draft. Okay, Mel Kuyper, I see your mock draft. I'm going to mock give a shit about it. How about that? Let's all just mock care that you exist. Who cares what a mock draft is? You don't win anything for getting it right. It's not really a, a, a prize at the end. But I get it. From a fan's point of view, you're into it, and it just makes you feel like you're maybe more in control of things. That's probably why fantasy football is so popular. Anyway, that's the pregame section of the experience of watching football. And then you have in the middle the actual game. That's that three-hour block where who knows what's going to happen and all sorts of craziness, and you ride the wave of emotions. That's the game. That's, that's boom. That's it. That's where all of the picks and predictions either come true or grossly wrong, and probably a lot of things that nobody can even fathom happens, and, but that's it, the game. And then, of course, you have the post-game, which is recapping the game, showing highlights, player interviews, that kind of thing. Uh, of course, you got to tally up your fantasy points and all that. But that's it. That's the, the football viewing experience. Pre-game, game, post-game. Okay, now, why did I take so much time pointing that out? Well, certainly it's not because I'm trying to stay on the good side of the NFL or anything. I'm already in trouble with Big Pumpkin. They heard the podcast, and uh, there's some there's been some stern warnings from Big Pumpkin. So I'm not trying to get on the bad side of big football either. Um, I don't need Roger Goodell showing up at my house and throwing a yellow flag at my face 15 yards for excessive something. I don't know. Um but there isn't much more than pre-game, game, post-game, right? Now, just hang on to that for a second, because I read once, a long time ago, a quote, and it's always attributed to Buddha, but I don't know if he actually ever said it. 
Um, but it was something along the lines of if you're living in the, pre in the past, you're living with depression. And if you're living in the future, you're living with anxiety. So the logical sort of end point to that is live in the present where neither anxiety nor depression can exist. Regardless of who said it, it's sound advice, in my opinion. But let's look at it through this lens, right? What if the post-game was really you living in the past? That's where depression would exist, right? So, like, the game is over, and depending on the outcome of the game, if it doesn't go your way based on your expectations, you're going to be pissed off about it, or at least a little grumpy about it. That's the same thing to me, as so much as anxiety would be the pregame. I don't know what's going to happen. I want this to happen. I think this, sh this should happen. That's anxiety. So it's a little bit kind of flipped around, but I think to me it all makes sense. So pregame, game, postgame, and then you have uh, postgame is actually in the past and pregame is in the future. And really, what do you have? The game. The now the present. So sitting in the game and watching it and really being involved with it, cheering, you know, you could yell a little bit at the TV, but put your phone away. Like, don't worry about the fantasy stats. They're going to be there at the end of the day anyways. You rob yourself of the actual experience of watching the game quite often because you're so focused on all these other things. I don't know if that makes a ton of sense. Um, I hope so. Because another way to look at it would be this, like, if you ever catch yourself just in, in everyday life and you're feeling a little down or you're, you're feeling depression or sadness um, or you're feeling that hyper anxiety happening with you, you know, whatever the cause of it might be, you know, ask yourself, do I feel this way because I'm thinking pregame or am I thinking postgame? If you can identify that, it might help lead you into like, oh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of doing a post-game thing here. I'm, I'm thinking about the past. I'm bringing up a scenario from a year ago, and I should have said this to that person, or you know, we all do that. You know, we're just kind of stuck in reliving something that happened. That's post-game. That's a highlight reel. Although, if it's making you sad, it's probably more of a low-light reel. But you get the point. You're recapping something that already happened and having an emotional reaction to it. And the more you do that, the more you run that program in your brain, and every time you feel the same way because of it, you're building this mind-body connection where your body doesn't know the difference between it happening in the past and it happening right now. It just says, okay, I'm going to feel icky because every time you think about that thing, you feel icky. I just used the word icky twice. Um, you know what I mean? So if you can at least start with, okay, am I am I thinking pregame or postgame here? Am I thinking about the past or am I just worried about the what's going to happen during the game? At least you got to identify, okay, I'm dealing with anxiety in this case. Okay. And then ask yourself this. Am, am, I per, am I predicting things? Am I projecting? Am I concerning myself with what might happen? Well, that's pregame. Are you reliving, replaying, or analyzing what did happen? That's post-game. So at least then you could say, all right, well, I don't want to 
do the pregame or the postgame, maybe I'll be a little bit more like Tom and just cut all that out of my diet and not engage with it. I will only engage with the game, or in this case, this present moment. And through repetition of that and building a habit around that, in short amount of time, you may find yourself just naturally sliding into the present moment kind of thing, a.k.a. the game. And you can get rid of the talking heads and the prognosticators, and you can get rid of the highlight reel things. Just be in the moment. It's not the easiest thing to do, especially when you're sort of training yourself to always be on edge or always be sad or, you know, and I get it. I get it from a a standpoint of a human being that went through some shit. I have a lot to look back on and say, oh, what if I did this differently or what if I did that? You know, honestly, it would not make a lick of difference because it's already done. You know, it's already done. I would rather pregame for all the things that I want to happen in my life and then start building a game plan towards that goal. Even if I don't achieve it, I'm still at least I'm working towards something. But to be stuck in the I wish uh, shoulda, woulda, couldas, that's a that's that's bad place. That's a bad place to be for a very long time. So if you notice yourself getting to that area, uh, maybe it's worth having that little you know time out and say, okay, let's let's review this play. Why am I thinking about this? Why am I in pregame mode right now? You know, why why am I thinking about all this other stuff that already happened? Why am I freaking out? Maybe you can start to explore the present moment as it is. Uh, I hope that helps. <laughs> you know? um, but I would love to be able to talk a little bit more about football at some other point because um, it's an interesting sport. And I don't, I, this isn't a sports talk show, obviously, but there's a lot of uh, parallels that I draw from the game of football and uh, life itself. You know, there's a, there's a lot. There's really is. Um, But I did want to say this. I want to leave you with a quote for today. Uh, It's kind of near and dear to my heart. And it comes from Marv Levy, who's uh, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a coach. He famously would say before every game to his team, where would you rather be than right here, right now? You know, so ask yourself that question every now and again. If you feel like you're not 100%, if you feel like you're stuck in a train of thought and you want to get out of it, just just ask yourself that question. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? That puts you right in the present moment. That puts you right in the middle of the game. Playing that down, playing that snap, living life as an active participant as opposed to a bystander or someone watching it from the stands. Where would you rather be than right here, right now? Go Bills. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are intended for information and entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted for professional medical advice. I realize time is our most valuable resource, so if you chose to spend some of yours with me today, thank you. 
And if you found this podcast helpful, please like and subscribe to be notified when new episodes are released. If you found value in this podcast, why not share it and recommend it to a friend to help us grow and to support the awareness of the MS community. As always, you can join the conversation and the contact information in the show notes. I love you all. Take care of each other and take care of yourself. Thank you.